0: But we're going to have our reading for tonight. And that's uh, found in the book of Mark. Mark, chapter six, verses one to six. We've got our next encounters with Jesus. Uh, Rui going to be explaining that to us shortly. Thank you, Rui. And we're we'll praying for him in just a few moments. But Mark, chapter six, uh, verses one to six. And I'm going to read that to us now. Mark six, one to six says this, says, Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? They asked. What's this wisdom that he has been given to him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son? And the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few people who were ill and heal them. He was amazed at their lack. Of faith. Thank you,
1: Dan. Thank you so much. An encounter with Jesus is life-changing. We see that throughout the Gospels and we see that in the lives that are changed when people meet Jesus. You can talk to loads of people at church to ask them how their encounter with God has changed them. But it is possible To meet Jesus, to hear his words, to see him doing some amazing things, and to not believe in who he is. That sounds unbelievable. It sounds shocking, but you might meet the risen King of heaven and not believe in who he is. Well, this evening, we're going to look at an encounter with Jesus by people who were so familiar with him that they can't believe he is who he is. They can't believe the evidence that is right in front of their eyes. Their familiarity with him leads them to make him less than he truly is. And we're doing that through this series. We're looking at different people who've encountered Jesus, who met him, who saw him, who talked with him. We're looking at them in Mark's Gospel, his account of the biography of Jesus. And encountering Jesus changed the lives of so many people in the gospel. All the gospels, the four biographies of Jesus' life, they record over and over again encounters with our Lord and King, Jesus Christ. And we're looking at these to help us to understand a bit better who Jesus is, to be able to speak about him to the people we meet day after day for anyone that we meet to be able to have a chance to explain the gospel to to understand who Jesus is better because by having a better idea about who Jesus is we will be more and more on fire and passionate about him in our daily lives we'll be able to be a bit more like those disciples who walked with Jesus who couldn't help talking about him and his rescue plan for all of humanity And that was even when unimaginably horrible things were threatened to them and were actually going to happen to them. So let's look at our passage tonight. You can see the same story is told in Matthew and in Luke, as well as in Mark. And it follows in Mark a long line of episodes where Mark records that Jesus taught about the kingdom of God with an authority people weren't used to hearing. And he's backed that teaching up with signs and miracles. He's calmed storms. He's restored a demon-possessed man to sanity. He's healed a sick woman. He's even raised a girl from the dead. And Jesus comes to his hometown, to Nazareth, to the place where he grew up. And he goes into the local synagogue and teaches the people who are amazed at the authority of his teaching and the power of his miracle. Let's read those first few sentences. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he's performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brothers of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And you'd expect having had that sort of build-up, that the next part of the gospel would say that they organized a parade to honor Jesus, the local boy come good. Maybe the the local village elders would have come out and presented him with the keys to Nazareth. Maybe they would have got some water out so that Jesus could turn it into some choice wine for a celebration. Well, instead, instead, read what happens at the end of verse three. They took offense at him. They were offended by what he was saying and by what he was doing. They were so familiar with him that it leads them to make him less than he truly is. This bit of Mark's gospel tells us what it was like for people who'd grown up with Jesus as a local boy. They remembered him as a baby who toddled along perhaps and waved goodbye to his father Joseph as he went off to his carpentry business. They perhaps remembered him as the boy who played in their streets running along with the other children or as the one who learned to read and count amongst the other kids in the village and as he grew older they saw him become the local carpenter who would have helped them to to put up their homes and would have helped them to furnish them too they would have seen his family grow as his brothers and sisters were there in the village too they would have seen him as a man experiencing the full range of human emotions the the joys the triumphs the sadness the disappointments they could not put this picture of Jesus together with this man who spoke with authority and who could raise people from the dead they were offended by this instead how can a person be like God They ask where his wisdom and his power to perform miracles comes from. We know that Jesus is fully God and therefore able to speak the way he did and do the things he did. But he is also fully human and therefore he was still a baby that they saw grow into a child and into a man. And that familiarity can be a problem for us too. It can get to us as well. I grew up in a a Catholic church and there's lots in the Catholic faith about Jesus's divinity, the fact that he is fully God. There are these towering, impressive church buildings with their high roofs, creating such a sense of awe in God. You feel so small, in many Catholic churches they make sure that you know who is in charge it is God, or the pomp and the ceremony even the replication of some of the aspects of the temple within the church with a, a holy of holies for the communion wafers I'm not saying that all of that stuff is right but you get a full sense of the divinity of Jesus but there is less about his full humanity the fact that he was just like you and me there, sure there are, there are many crosses that you 'll find in Catholic churches, but Christ is still shown on them, yeah. dying or dead, not gloriously risen, and there are many other images of him too, shown with a halo round his head as if he were not quite a real human being. Now we obviously go to a very different church, the ones that I was brought in up in, but there 's still a danger there of. Over familiarity because of how we look at him. It might be that you are a person who's grown up in a Christian family. You've always come to church, but what is your view of Jesus? Do you see him as fully God and fully human? Or are you so familiar with him that you just don't see who he completely is? Or maybe you became a Christian a while ago and you've been coming to church for years. Have you lost the complete picture of Jesus, fully God and fully man? After years of going to Catholic masses, I remember the freshness and the wonder of first seeing who the complete Jesus was in my 20s. Discovering his humanity, the way he had experienced the things I was and have been through was eye opening for me to consider that God Himself had come down from His throne in heaven and made Himself absolutely and completely into a man. For me to hear that God Himself was fully present in Jesus and that He was completely human too, it just shifted my entire worldview. My encounter with Jesus, the fully divine, And fully human, Jesus changed my life forever. Now, Jesus is fully God. He is one with the Father and is eternal. He was there when the earth was made. He formed the mountains and the oceans. He made all of the animals that walk the earth, the birds in the air and the fishes in the sea. He causes the sun to rise and the rains to fall. He sits now at the right hand of the Father in heaven, ready to judge the living and the dead. And his judgment on each one of us is perfect. He makes no mistakes. Jesus is divine, creator, all-powerful, all-knowing, eternal, sovereign, all-seeing, perfect, good, loving. And I could go on and on with those divine attributes of our Lord Jesus. The encounter we read in Mark's gospel highlights Jesus' divinity. He speaks words of wisdom. If you look back in the Old Testament, the prophets often spoke God's words by saying, thus says the Lord. But through the gospel, Jesus says, I say to you. He was God himself speaking. And he performs Miracles and signs that only God can do, calming storms. There is no doubt from any of the Gospels that Jesus is fully God. But also throughout all of the Gospels, we see Jesus experience the full range of what it means to be a human being. He experienced our emotions, the the joy of the wedding at Cana. The sadness and pain of losing a dear friend in Lazarus. The disappointment and pain of of being rejected by his own family and by some of his own followers. The triumphs of seeing people repenting and turning to follow God. Jesus experienced temptation. Satan tempted Jesus to put himself above God by saying that he could rule all the nations. But he resisted. We get that same temptation, don't we, to put ourselves above God's. Satan tempted him to not follow God's plan and God's ways and to complete that rescue for humanity that had been planned from the dawn of time. And actually, we get tempted to not follow God's ways and not follow the way that God wants us to live. And he experienced suffering. Jesus experienced immense suffering. He was betrayed by his friends. He was mocked, beaten, lied about in court and eventually killed in the most gruesome and cruel way by being nailed to a Roman cross. His was a full, a complete experience of the lives that you and I live. In fact, it was probably a fuller range of human life that Jesus experienced than I have and ever will. But even more than that, Jesus had to be fully human. Otherwise, he couldn't be our substitute. Humanity had to pay the price for the sins of humanity. The son of Adam, Jesus, had to pay the price for the sins of Adam. A person, a human being had to die for the sins of people that we commit. Our disobedience of God should have meant that we were punished, But he loved us so much, you and me, that he sacrificed Jesus himself on a cross for us. His death on the cross would have been pointless without him being fully human, and therefore able to stand in our place. Being 100% human, Jesus could take the punishment that we deserve. In his book, The Foundations of Christian Faith, James Boyce says this, nothing could be more human than Jesus's death by crucifixion, but nothing could be more divine than the darkening of the sky, the tearing of the veil of the temple, the opening of the graves of the saints buried near Jerusalem and the triumphant rending of the tomb on that first Easter. At the cross, Jesus's full humanity and full divinity are fully seen. And the Gospels are full of these two truths. We see that here, but we see it elsewhere. The truth that Jesus is fully God and fully man. He's not 50% God and 50% man to make 100%. He is 100% God and 100% man. You can take a look back through Mark's gospel at chapter four. There Jesus is crossing a lake with his disciples when a storm came up. Now, many of his disciples were seasoned fishermen, not put off by a small storm, but they are in fear of their lives. So this must be a pretty significant storm. But Jesus has been run off his feet that day. He is so exhausted that he is asleep in the boat. I don't know if you can imagine, but I cannot get my head around how tired you would have to be to fall asleep on a boat in the middle of a severe storm. You can see Jesus's human side coming to the fore. How many of us have been so tired? We have just collapsed on the sofa and crashed into our beds. Jesus knows what it feels like, he is fully human. But he gets up when the disciples wake him and tells the storm to settle down. His words have the very power of God, he is fully God. We see both sides of Christ there, his divinity and his humanity, and we see that throughout the Gospels. But what about our view of who Jesus is? Have you become so familiar with Jesus that you find it hard to believe he was fully human, that he really was a person like you and me? Have you been coming to church your whole life? Are you the child of Christian parents? Have you, do you know that he's real? Well, the people of Nazareth knew that he was real. Do you know that he's pretty amazing? Well, our verses tell us that the people of Nazareth knew that he was pretty amazing, but their familiarity meant they didn't quite get it. But do you get it? Do you get who he claims to be, fully God, As well as fully human. If that's you, if you have that confusion, then I suggest that you read God's word, read the Bible, read the Gospels, and pray for God's Holy Spirit to open your eyes to who He is. These are two really simple things that you can do to help you encounter Him. Listen to God's words by reading the Bible and talk to Him by praying. Now, it might not happen to you overnight, but it is so worthwhile. And if you want some help with with your reading of the Bible, then please do talk to your parents or uh, get in touch with a youth leader or somebody else at the church that you feel would be able to help you and guide you in your study of God's words. Maybe you are somebody who who knows that Jesus is fully God, a bit like me when I was a, a Catholic, but you can't believe that he would be interested in you and the pain and the anguish that you are going through. Well, if that is you, please remember that Jesus walked our walk. He was beaten, mocked, he suffered, he cried, he laughed, he's felt what we feel. He knows only too well what it feels like to live our lives. So you can come to him in prayer, knowing that he knows what it feels like to feel the way we feel. He's felt it himself. He has walked the valleys and the hills of our lives. So we can come to him in prayer, knowing that he can completely empathise with what we are going through. There is such a danger that we become so familiar with Christ we lose sight of just how awesome he is and just how much he understands what we go through in life. We make him less than he truly is but he is 100% God and he is 100% human. The people of Nazareth refused to believe in who he is and that meant that Jesus refused to perform any more signs and miracles there. And you can see that in the remaining verses in our passage. But how much more empty were their lives for losing him from their lives? Must have been dreadful. So what's your encounter been with the, like with the God-man Jesus? Have you made him less than who he really is? Have you seen both aspects? of our saviour see him for who he is fully god and fully like you and me fully human don't let familiarity with him lead you to tone down to dilute who our jesus is holy completely absolutely totally entirely fully god and man So, I'm going to pray now. I'm going to pray that we would have that view of who Jesus is. And then we're going to hand back to Dan before going into our breakout room. So, let me pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for these words. We do thank you for this account of Jesus' life that helps us to see that we can be too familiar with the story of Jesus to actually really believe in who he is help us to have eyes that are open to who Jesus is help us to not be dulled by familiarity with the stories that we read in the bible by the accounts of Jesus' life help us to be people with eyes that freshly see the the amazingness that is the fact that Jesus was fully God and fully human Father, we thank you that your son, being fully human, could die for us, could take that punishment for us, could suffer in our place for the disobedience that we show to you. Father, we thank you for your son. We thank you for his humanness and for his divinity. And Father, help us to celebrate that each and every day and help us to share that with people as we come into contact with them in our in our schools and colleges and workplaces and families and neighbourhoods. Father, help us to see Jesus for who he really completely is. Amen.